Alright, hey everybody. Just wanted to go over the Bellator fights. Alright, so, just, well, certain fights. I didn't really watch all of them. Uh, let's see. The first one I caught was... Valerie Laredo versus... I don't know her first name, but her last name's Graf. Um, pretty much just the same as always. I mean, Laredo just... I mean, Lareda, sorry. Lareda, if I'm pronouncing, sorry, I didn't mean to pronounce it wrong. But Lareda, just same thing as always. Just footwork, 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 just dynamic punches. I mean, her hands have gotten better. She's gotten good at pot shotting. Um, when it comes to throwing volume of combinations, she still has to work on that. But she's gotten better, you know, just the same. Just circle, circle, pot shot, circle. And she's gotten better at that. And she's gotten better at staying calm under the pressure. You know, Graf put a lot of pressure on Lareda. I mean, you could see it from the beginning. And most fighters would freak out to that type of pressure but you know Valerie Lareda she did a tremendous job of staying calm sticking to her game plan and using her footwork I mean one of the things that it was funny because Josh Thompson was saying that you know if you're dealing with a fighter with a lot of footwork the best thing to do is go to go to their legs you know go for a lower body takedown and all I could think was, well, yeah, that's easy to that's easy to say if your opponent is flat-footed. And Valerie Lareda is not a flat-footed fighter. She uses that footwork she's gotten from Taekwondo, and she moves around a lot. I mean, it's going to be very hard to deal with her, you know, especially if she keeps improving the way she's been improving, most definitely. And that second round, she came in at the very end of the round and just caught her with a vicious overhand like a straight right clean on the money knocked graph to the floor i mean it it was a good stoppage it was right at the bell you know it, there there was no arguing that that fight was was a good stoppage whatsoever i mean to quote Larry Merchant, look at the legs. The legs never lie. And Graf's legs went total limp. She was done. She couldn't, like, pretty much her whole body was limp from that shot. I mean, it really just shows the power, the improvement. I mean, Valley Lareda, I think, uh, what is it, 3-0, 4-0. I mean, shit, looking great. And, I mean, <laughs> still hot as ever so good fight i mean good fight for her definitely something she's definitely somebody to keep an eye out for i mean if she keeps improving the way she's doing um lacioni versus aga razam i mean pretty much aga aga razam whatever he's an ibjjf champion um, he's a famous jiu guy, he talks a lot of shit, I mean, he's pretty much your, your typical, he's a social media guy, he talks a lot of shit on social media, um, pretty much, it was the same, it was pretty much goes to show, it was pretty much simple, the guy making it a brawl versus the guy who could stay calm in the brawl, and that's what Lacioni did, I mean, he stayed calm, he didn't freak out when Agorazam put him in positions, in bad positions, he didn't freak out to the wildness, I mean, he stayed calm, picked his shots, did the damage, I mean, and Agorazam, I mean, 
still being a dick as ever, flipping off his opponent, even though he lost, still acting like a jackass, but wasn't a fan of the guy anyway. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, was a fight De- definitely. I mean, was a fight that I, that I did enjoy seeing, um, moving forward, Homasi versus Millinder. I mean, Millinder just, I mean, Millinder had the length. He was tall. He had the length. He didn't utilize the range. And in the positions where he had opportunities to get to the feet, he didn't do it. And the one thing, too, is if the submission doesn't work, use it to sweep. If the sweep doesn't work, use it to submit. So, and and so every time Millinder had a darsh choke, which was good, and he wouldn't get the submission he would never use it to get back up to the feet which was the which would have been the smart thing to do he would just keep pressing for a submission that obviously he couldn't get and it was just like it was irritating and you could hear his corner screaming to the at the freaking top of his lungs like you need to get up you need to get the fuck up pretty much the moral story of that fight is if the submission doesn't work use it to sweep if the sweep doesn't work use it to submit don't fight for something you don't fucking have I mean, that's pretty much the, the, the lesson of that fight. Um, Jury versus Karakun Hainan. I don't know how to pronounce that name. But uh, Miles Jury just pretty much being smart, picking his shots. I mean, Karakun, I'm just going to call him Karakan. <laughs> but uh, he was pretty much, he, he, was, doing, he was marching forward. Um, just being calm, picking his shots. I mean, he just, he wasn't trying to force anything. He was just trying to touch him, you know, just trying to touch him, wear him down, set things up. And he was doing good, but Miles Jervy just being crafty, being smart, attacking the body, slipping in elbows. And of course, when Karakan made the mistake of jumping for a guillotine, you know, it, jury took advantage of it like veteran fashion and pretty much maintained the top position kept you know beating him up from the top throwing strikes toward the end of the third and it's what got him the win so miles jury showing great fight iq you know especially given the fact that he was up against the cage you know the guy kept putting on pressure and was still calm and still found shots to get on the inside Mitrion, Matt Mitrion versus Tim Johnson. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, of course, what got it to the ground was, of course, the headbutt. The headbutt is what did it. But after that, I mean, after a good portion, you know, you know, Mitrion recovered. And it was just, even then, Mitrion just couldn't get up from that. Like, Mitrion had a good enough time to recover. I don't think he was that hurt from the headbutt. I think the headbutt did kind of shock him, but I don't think he was that hurt. And he had plenty of time to recover, and he did. He was, you could see, you could see that his, his body language indicated that his head was in the clear. And just, he could not get up. Once Tim Johnson was on top, it was just done. You know, the size, the, the pressure. And then when he started throwing those hard shots right and then like once he had mitrione up against the cage he started throwing hard shots that just it it dropped mitrione i mean mitrione wasn't getting out i mean he was hurt even if he got back up to his feet it, it was just he, he was gonna fall down again and just the thing with mitrione is mitrione is a guy who he's never really had a good bottom game 
he's a guy whose ground game it's really it's always lacking you know he unless he faced somebody who just had who has an even more crappy ground game he's great but he he was never really a great ground game guy i mean his striking's good but it, like i said it's not great so you know like i said primarily mostly stand up and even then he gets exposed but yeah matt mertrione i mean the thing with Matt Mitrion is whenever he faces, you know, and especially whenever he faces big, strong heavyweights that are, you know, that can just maul him around, he 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 does fall issue to that. I mean, if you look at his fight with Travis Brown, you look at the other fights he had, you know, he he you know he has trouble with that size and weight, and especially if he ends up on the bottom, I mean, it's it's all done from there. So. I mean, Tim Johnson, I mean, Jesus Christ, and, and it was just so smart of him, and, and like I said, he had, gr and I, I enjoy great fight IQ, because Tim Johnson, he maintained the top position, he didn't force anything, you know, if he knew he didn't have it, he would let it go, he didn't blow his watch trying to keep Mitrione in one position, if he was losing the position, he would move to another position, and if he was losing that position, he would move to the other, he didn't freak out when Mitrione was, was trying to get up, he kept, he maintained the position he was in and when he found an opportunity to to lay some bombs and do some damage shit that's exactly what it that's exactly what happened and the main event holy fuck michael chandler versus benson henderson part two this fight i thought was surely gonna go the distance i did not think this was gonna get ended a knockout but it did. One of the things that I said, and I told my buddy Kevin this, I said, if this was scored to pride, this fight probably would have went to a sudden victory. If you watch the last fight, Michael Chandler was dominating the first half, but then slowed down in the later, and Benson Henderson started to come back. And this is one of those things where if this was pride, we would have saw a sudden victory. Or... Benson Henderson would have been given the fight if this was under pride rules where they score the fight as a whole I for me I have always scored fights as a whole and I saw that fight you know going you know going into a sudden victory if they allowed it but you know Michael Chandler got the first fight won the first fight so the second fight you know Benson Henderson did a good job, you know, he, he went to the body, he understood that, you know, Michael Chandler apparently, you know, has a tendency to slow down in the later rounds, he picked his shots, he, you know, he kept attacking the body, and was really good, the problem with that was, the thing was, Benson Henderson defensively was doing a very, very crap job, you know, everybody, you know, you you can't have an A-list offense if you don't have an A-list defense. And the problem with Benson Henderson is, is he's very technically sound, but he lacks defensively. And the and that was and one of the things that and this is something I've realized a long time ago because he always has a tendency to get caught real easily. You know, he puts himself in unnecessary positions. He, you know, he does, he's very good offensively, but defensively he's lacking. He can't, you know, he lunges in, he leans back, he tends to keep his head on the center line. Sometimes he doesn't keep his hands up or really try to, you know, utilize head movement. He kind of keeps his head straight in the air and on that center line, which is something you don't do. And the thing about it is, is, when you throw when you throw the check hook you don't want to stand still and lean back you want to pivot 
or step to the side as you're throwing the check hook so that way you can get out of the range of your opponent trying to counter. This is a mistake that a lot of people make, you know, when people try to emulate Floyd Mayweather when he throws his check hook. You know, they think, oh, you know, all I got to do is lean back. No, if you watch Floyd Mayweather when he does it, he either pivots or he steps to the side. He doesn't, it doesn't have to be a big step, but just enough to get out of the range of those of any counter punch that's coming, you know, or that way, that way, or he can slip in another shot if needed be. And that's kind of, and that's where Benson Henderson made the mistake. You know, Luke Rockhold, you know, he has that tendency where he throws the check hook. He tends to lean back instead of step to the side or pivot out when he throws it. And that's what happened to Benson Henderson too. You know, he, he got caught leaning back, you know, and you know, Michael Chandler did a good job of switching stances and came over the top with that left. You know, he either, he he read it real quick. I mean, Benson Henderson was doing a good job. I mean, there was no doubt about it. He was doing a very good job. But it's just once once Michael Chandler, you know, got an idea of what Benson Henderson. The thing with Michael Chandler is when he's on his game, he's a world beater. When the guy is focused and the guy is like on his game, he's not getting caught up in the hype of you know of whatever it is. The, you know, he he has a tendency to, and I don't know what this is, but he, he has this tendency, he, he has this tendency to kind of get caught up in the hype. He gets comfortable, you know, and, and it's something I've noticed is, is he has a tendency to get comfortable with things. He let, you know, he doesn't really come in focused, you know, because he just thinks that everything's going to fall into place for him. And he ends up on the receiving end of bad losses, like, the Patricio Pitbull fight. So with this fight, you know, Michael Chandler was was focused. He was prepared. He was, you know, he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to settle or leave anything up to chance. And he did a very smart thing. He saw Benson Henderson leaning back when he would throw the check hook. So he switched stances. So that way he can throw the overhand and he caught Benson Henderson clean. I mean, it got him. It was so fast. I, I didn't see it until we saw the replay and Benson Henderson just dropped um it was followed up with another shot you know another shot that you know didn't really look like it hurt him that much but I think I think you know Benson Henderson was was so rocked that when he saw that second punch coming he just dove his head in he didn't really know what to do because the, the shot that he got caught with was was really fucking clean so I mean moral of the story is I mean pretty much the moral story is you know be defensively sound be technically sound not just offensively but defensively uh that's the case with benson henderson you know be you know be technically sound not just offensively but defensively um so yeah so far the impressive performances that i've had that, that i can say was valerie valerie uh, sorry valerie lareda um Licioni, uh, jury, Tim Johnson, and Michael Chandler. Those are the standout people. I didn't really watch the whole fight card. I was pretty much caught up. Just, I mean, it didn't really occur to me that there was Bellator tonight. Honestly, I had to find out through somebody, through a friend. So this is actually very last minute. But yes, so far, I mean, awesome night. I mean, those were the standout performances. I mean, awesome dance by Valerie Lareda, by the way. I mean, Jesus Christ, the girl can move. That it was like, wow. I mean, it's just Jesus Lord. I mean, if you don't believe me, watch the freaking video, man. That girl, 
Woo! That girl, that girl makes you feel some things. So, anyways, but all in all, that was all the. Those were the standout performances. I mean, like I said, I mean, just be better defensively. You know, don't don't sacrifice the top position. You know, don't don't do something risky in a close fight, like what you know, um, like what happened with the Miles Jury fight, and pretty much stay calm in the storm, you know, stay calm in the storm and don't go for something that you don't have, you know, if you don't have it, go for something else or use it for something else. So pretty much that's it. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be covering the next fight on Saturday with the Lewis and Oleg Tektarov or Oleg Snovsky or I don't know, he's fucking Russian, don't know how to pronounce their names, but I'm learning. So this will be that'll this is part one part two will be tomorrow thank you awesome peace of soul tacos for life what up guys um part two ufc fight night lewis versus olenek uh the first fight darnush versus holtzman i mean it was an exciting fight. Darnush wins by spinning back fist. It was a knockout. I mean, I mean, Darnush, he's not that great of a technical striker. I mean, not that really. I mean, it wasn't like he knocked out, you know, Holtzman with some clean technical strike or he, he set it up perfectly or, you know, systematically chopped Holtzman down it was it was just him doing something wild and it landed that was pretty much it you know it was a wild fight where Dariush he hurt him you know he got some good shots Holtzman started to recover and then he went he did a he threw a spinning back fish which landed and it knocked Holtzman out I mean there was nothing technical about it it was just it was a good old-fashioned it, it was a good old-fashioned brawl that's what it was um, nothing really too spectacular. I mean, like I said, he doesn't have the best striking in the world. I mean, his jujitsu, his ground game. I mean, I've, I've heard that his ground game is good. I mean, I think it's all right, but all in all, I mean, it wasn't like a super impressive performance by Dariush. Um, great fight, great finish you know, due to, it was exciting, very, you know, it was a wild fight, Dariush did a wild move, and it got him the victory, so that's about it, I mean, great fight, though, um, Kus Kusakaya versus Stolarenko, Stol I don't know how to pronounce those fucking names, um, they pretty much, Kus you know the the pretty much you'll you'll know it the girl who went the girl who won you know the russian girl who won she won pretty much by pretty much pressing her opponent up against the cage and just beating her up and the moral story of that fight was why jumping to guard or pulling guard is the is not an efficient move to do um, intentionally seeking the guard position is not an efficient way of, to fight. You know, it's a, you know, you're you're compromising yourself. You're giving the top position, and the thing is, is what people don't understand is, is when you jump to guard, 
especially when you jump to guard, you're exposed. You know, you're exposed in more ways than one because then your opponent can just drive all their weight on top of you. And, you know, and it was just like, you know, and then, you know, Stolarenko, I mean, she just kept she she just kept jumping to guard jumping to guard trying to get it to the ground and and it just made no difference because all you know all the other all all the all the russian chick was able to all really did was just pressure up against the cage and just kept pressuring up against the cage didn't matter how many times she jumped to guard she just kept her pressed up against the fence and kept beating her up and you know like i said moral of the story is, is just don't jump guard <laughs> jumping guard is not a smart move all right i'm just saying you know jumping guard is not a smart move intentionally you know pulling guard is not a smart move it's just you know you shouldn't seek that position especially if you're fighting somebody who's especially primarily trying to you know pretty much use their size to press you up against the fence and, and beat the fuck out of you and that's pretty much what that was was she just kept you know she kept trying to jump to guard and you know kept trying to jump guard jump guard and just you know you, you know the russian chick just kept her pressed up against the fence which is something that a lot of people mistake is you know when an opponent jumps guard they let up with the pressure instead of just keeping the pressure on keeping them pressed up against the fence you know that's usually what most fighters do is they'll sit there they'll have somebody press up against the fence and then when an opponent tries to jump guard they'll back up from the cage and allow them to do it and then fall to the ground which is like it's like dude no just keep them pressed up against the fence you know that that you know you don't need to create space no just eliminate the space doesn't matter how many times he he jumps to guard you know it just as long as you keep them pressed up against the fence the jumping to guard won't really have an effect on you and you know that's why and and that's exactly and that's exactly what happened in that fight so i mean great fight like i said don't jump guard <laughs> um patolo versus stewart i mean stewart what can i say Patolo shot for a takedown. Stu, you know, Stewart got the choke. Protect your fucking neck. Pretty much the moral of that story is protect your goddamn neck. Whenever you are shooting for a lower body takedown, it is important to protect your neck. What people don't understand is is how exposed you are, how how extremely exposed you are when you're trying to get under somebody, you know, going for their legs. It opens you up to... Uh excuse me i'm a little tired it opens you up to so much people don't really people don't it's hard for people to believe and a lot of that comes from the rules and the fact that no one's really training it but um yeah that was pretty much what it was stewart just as soon as you know patolo freaking went for the shot stewart got the you know stewart stewart got the choke you know, he used it, and, and see, here's the thing about, and this goes back to the same thing about pulling guard, you know, if you're going, you know, if you fall into guard, you know, being taken down and ending up in the guard is one thing, intentionally seeking the guard is another, the, the thing is, is if you're going, if you're in the guard position, the two things you should be doing is either getting up, 
to a dominant position or back up to the feet or going for the submission. It's either, you know, reversing to either get up to the feet or get a dominant position or go for the submission. One of the two. All right. You shouldn't just let you shouldn't be on your back playing guard. It, you know, like that. Not at all. And Stewart was the prime example of what to do when you you when you utilize the guard when you when you in a situation like that if you're on your back you should be attacking or you should be trying to get up to your feet or get into a dominant position whereas the last fight i talked about the opponent wasn't really trying to do that she just kept trying to jump to guard jump to guard jump to guard and play the guard game and it's like well i mean dude if you're just trying to pull guard or jump to guard to play the game and you're not utilizing it it's just it's not going to work out for you and that's exactly you know, and that's what Stewart did, you know, as soon as he got taken down, he attacked, and then when he couldn't get the submission, he started using it to reverse the position, and when he couldn't reverse the position, he went back to the submission, and that's exactly what you're supposed to do when on the bottom, you're supposed to either attack or reverse, no in between, no, no, no in between, the guard is a neutral position, and, um, that was awesome, that was an awesome fight, uh, um, Aka Madoff versus Chris Weidman. I mean, Chris Weidman, as I said before, is a product of good timing. He's a product of good timing, and he thrives off of his... The fights that he won, he won off of being the tougher fighter. He didn't win off of being the better fighter. And this fight against, you know, Akhmedov was pretty much a fight where he got to where pretty much he got to win the same way he's always won is by out toughing his opponent you know Akhmedov had moments too Akhmedov was coming back this was pretty much what it you know there was no doubt about that he wasn't completely out of the fight I mean he was landing some good shots stuffing Wyman's takedowns he was coming back you know but it's just when it if when it comes to a battle of attrition, Weidman's gonna win every time. You're not going to win a battle of attrition with Chris Weidman, you know. And that's how he's, that's how that's his fight. That's his game. You know, he's not a guy that tries to be better than you. He tries to out tough you. And this fight was just a clear, you know, fight that that catered to, that catered to his style. Um, good performance for him i mean he said he's back everybody better watch out i mean it i mean like slow your roll buddy that's all i gotta say to that um lewis versus olenek i mean the thing about the the thing when you're fighting the thing this fight was crazy because i could go two ways it could either be a devastating knockout or it could be a crazy submission, one of the two. And the fight went – either way, this fight was not going to go the five rounds. It was either going to be someone was getting knocked out or submitted. And this is – and, and pretty much that's exactly what I predicted. I predicted it was going to end in the finish. It was not going to go the distance. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, Derek Lewis – pretty much did what you're supposed to do with any high level grappler whatsoever is you want to make it a fight you want to be violent 
you do not want to grapple. If you try to grapple with a grappler, if you try to, you know, if you try to grapple with a grappler, you're not going to win. You're, you're going, you're pretty much going to lose every time. But if you make it a fight, if you make it violent, if you focus on being violent and not grappling, the, the dynamic changes, you know, dramatically. And Derek Lewis went out there and focused on being violent. Whereas, you know, Olenek was, of course, more focused on trying to grapple. And that's usually how you beat really skilled grapplers is pretty much you got to be violent. You got to make it a fight. You know, it, you know, and just so, you know, and that's in every time, every time in every position, he made Olenek pay. It wasn't just a, you know, he wasn't grappling like Olenek had some positions too. And there was a moment where he had a, he had him in a scarf hold, which, you know, of course, Derek Lewis managed to survive it. I mean, Olenek didn't really have it. I mean, from what I could tell, I mean, he, he didn't really have it in. Um, I think a lot of it was, I, I think a lot of it was, you know, Derek, I don't, I think a lot of it was just, you know, all the adjustments, some adjustments needed to be made on Olenek's part. I don't think he really had it. I think it was just more of, you just do, because due to some adjustments that he needed to make. But, um, yeah, it was, but no, no disrespect to Olenek. I mean, he, he took, you know, Derek Lewis down a couple times and, you know, had him in that head and arm for a good, you know, for a good minute. But like I said before, you know, just whenever, you know, Derek Lewis had an opportunity to get up or do anything, he took advantage of it. He made the fight violent in every position, in every way. Every time Olenek shot for a takedown, he would sit there, push up again, you know, put pressure on the top of his head, press down on his head, and punch him like there was no tomorrow. Every time he was on the ground, he would punch him like there was no tomorrow. Every time, he would take the center and he would just jump on him. Didn't care about the takedown. He just went in there and made it a fight, which is what you're supposed to do. You know, don't, don't worry about the takedown. Go out there, be violent. You know, make him pay. You know, and that's ex and that's exactly what happened. I mean, and just you, you know, and I mean, there's no better way to explain that fight. You know, the best way to beat a grappler, a very skilled grappler like Olenek, is you have to be violent. You have to make it a fight. You gotta just go in there, and you gotta just you, you know, you gotta be dirty. You gotta just make it rough. You gotta punch. You gotta knee. You gotta kick. You gotta make him pay for everything he's doing. You know, you know, because if you tried to grapple with him, you're not gonna win. And Derek Lewis did that in folds. I mean, like I said, Olenek's super fucking tough, man. The fact that he managed to survive the onslaught in the first time around and get him into a head and arm and he had it good it was just some technical errors you know I think a lot of it was just, you know which was it was pretty plain to see you know he didn't really have the head and arm choke pretty in he didn't have the head and arm all the way in and you know the thing you know he didn't really have it all the way in you know he was more it looked like he was more so cranking on the neck not really putting pressure on the chest but uh all in all man you know, Derek Lewis 
just he's such a beast comes out in the second round throws a flying knee lands a right knocks him out cold knocks him to the ground and just like he's and like i said just presses down on the top of Olenek's head and starts punching him like there's no tomorrow doesn't try to grapple he just he's just he tries to be violent literally didn't try to grapple he just went in and tried to be violent and that's all and that's exact and that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you're fighting skilled grapplers is you know if you're gonna be a skilled grappler you have to be violent you can't be you're you, you can't be you can't grapple you know you have to be violent you can't grapple with a grappler it just doesn't it it'll never work out you know so and and that's exactly what he did just pressed down on the back of his head and just punched his lights out to where Olenek got knocked out and was just pretty much where Olenek got knocked out he was literally out cold I mean oh my god like there, there was no way he was getting out of that you know when when you were once you control the head the body goes anywhere at that at this point and if I'm pressing your head down to the ground you're not going anywhere you know if if I'm putting all my weight to the back of your head and you're your face is pretty much digging into the ground. You're, you're not going anywhere. You're, you're pretty much done. And that's, you know, and that's exactly, yeah, and that's what Derek Lewis did, you know. He focused on being violent instead of trying to grapple, which is what you're supposed to do against a skilled grappler is be violent. So, I mean, all in all, great night of fights. I mean, nothing, I mean, same thing. I mean, two nights of fights bellator awesome ufc awesome next week of course is cormier versus stipe um i'm probably gonna put a breakdown to that um maybe uh there's a couple of things i want to break down but definitely that's something that will be broken down but great night of fights you know moral of the story is don't jump guard if you ended up at the bottom, attack or get back up. And if you're fighting a skilled grappler, you have to be violent. You know, that's the only way you're going to beat them. All in all, great fight. Awesome. Thank you, guys. You have a good one.